0: Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. You study worship in the Bible every last time it has to do with your body. It's a posture. The best way I can describe with much study, diligent study, I should say even extremely diligent study... seeking God what truly is worship I conclude as well as other men have in the past conclude that worship is flat on your face before God saying I'm done that's worship it's one of those key words that the Bible gave, that God gave to me through the Holy Spirit this right after New Year's in Proverbs where it says, commit your works unto the Lord and he will establish your thoughts. Lord, today I cannot sing. Lord, I cannot I cannot go up there in front of the people. I commit those works to you. Establish my thinking. Lord, I cannot preach today. I cannot go up there and preach. Oh God, I, I can I commit the works to you. And now he writes the thoughts in my mind and in my heart, and here they come, and he shows me things. That's worship. I believe worship, remember what I said earlier in another message where I said the man, I believe it was a ruler, came to Jesus and he worshiped him saying my son is dead or my daughter is dead. How can you worship Jesus saying my daughter is dead or my son is dead? You know how? When Mary Magdalene and uh, Martha came to Jesus and sent for him, Jesus come, Lazarus is dead. They worshiped him because they turned to the higher source of power. They surrendered themselves as if it's impossible for me to raise them up. So they turned to who? Jesus. And when you turn to Jesus in that mighty hour, when you are dead in Him, He will raise you from the dead. This is when things start happening. It's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. Jeremiah 13, verse 11. For as the girdle... Before I say that, let me look at a couple little notes I have here. Um... I'll just read some things. I think, I'm talking about Eve now, I think she wanted to serve God without leaning so hard on him. She also, I intend to think that she wanted to please God with, her, with herself and her own strength. I also think she only wanted to please God with more of her own and not dependent so much on God. People, I'm 57 years old. I've been a pastor for 27 years that I've been preaching the gospel. I've been preaching the gospel longer than that. Don't tell me you don't have that problem. I've had that problem for all these 27 years. Until I came, until God put me took me down and down and down to where I saw that there is no other hope anywhere except in the strength of God. Some of you look at yourself being completely defeated and you'll never be able to stand up and somehow show God that That what you're doing is acceptable to him. You are correct, my friend. You're right on 100%. That's the way it is. You will never please him with your good works. That's what Cain tried to do. And Abel brought something that cost a life. God said, I accept that. Listen to me. That's the gospel. We tell it to the one that isn't born again. We tell the one that is not born again. If you would just quit trying and give it to God, you could be born again. You could be changed. But after we become born again, we pick it back up and we want to prove to God that we can. We catch ourselves saying it beforehand, but no, we walk in the very thing that we recommend to others. The glory of the cross. People think the cross is a sad thing. It's the greatest deliverance I have ever had in my life. The cross is the greatest success I have ever experienced in my life. It's my place of surrender. It's my place of where it stops and where it starts. It's the place of where my heart beat the last time and his heart beat the first time. And it happens every day. God wants you to walk that way. So it pleases him. Jeremiah, let me see here. I wrote this down. I think I've quoted it already without reading it, but I'll, put, I'll, I'll read it. After all, how can you give God something if he has to give it to you first? That's the human mentality. I cannot give something to God because he gave it to me. Do you know why he gave it to you? So you can give it back to him. That's what glorifies him. Because many cannot do that. And you have to be spiritual to do that. Oh, if you could get a hold of that truth. He says this in Jeremiah 13, verse 11. For as the girdle cleaveth to the loins of a man, so have I cost to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel. The whole house of Judah, saith the Lord, that they might be unto me a people, a name, a praise, and a glory. But they would not. He said, like a like a, a piece of cloth, like a loincloth, like my clothes are hanging on me. Everything is right here. Everything is wrapped up. You are within your clothes. He says that's how he wanted Israel to be and Judah to be, but they wouldn't hear. God longs for you to cling unto him like a tight loincloth. Something really tight. God, I have to have you. I cannot do without you. Where you go, I have to go. I go with you because I'm wrapped tightly around you. And and this was their salvation. But God says, but they did not hear him. How many times have you tried to hang on to God? And you think, oh... What is he thinking? That I cannot walk on my own? That's right. That's why he sent Jesus. He sent him first for that. That's salvation. Think of it. When you're wrapped tightly around him, and it's the only thing you can hang on. You know who's getting glory? All him. He loves that. I remember in the days when I had little children. And the young, younger children, I always loved when I held them and they put their arm around my, kind of like my neck and helped me tight. How many of you remember those things? Do you like that? That is special. That is special. You have that, it's like it's a trust. They're trusting me and they're loving the trust in me. That's how Jesus wants us to cling unto him. You hang on to him because it's eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. This is how he longs for you to be with him. You'll never please him on your own. You won't. He doesn't want that. It's called unrighteousness. You see it's it's also it's called faith. And you know when you have faith, when you walk the walk of faith, it's humility. See, the problem with us, we're so proud in our own nature. We think we can do something that makes God smile. I think I can do something. You know what? You want to make God smile by way of pleasing him? There's only one way. I don't know of any other way in the Bible except one way to please him. That's by faith. Without faith, you cannot please him. And faith, what is that? It's a deep humility of surrender, of saying, God, I can't. I will depend on you to do it, and if, even if God doesn't move, I still depend on it. That little child hangs on to me hard, even if I stand still. I can stand for one hour and it'll hang on to me. But when I walk I go right with that child goes right with me. That's faith. Faith, It's humility and it's grace. Many people do not have that grace where they can depend on God's faith or the faith to carry them. If you eat of the tree of knowledge, you will know what is good and evil. Now, since you know what is good and evil, you can make your own decision. And you'll say, I have people coming to me, having the tree of knowledge in full bloom within them and say, do you think this is right or is it wrong? That's knowledge. Is it right or is it wrong? I have a better way of understanding that. Is it the word? If it's not, then it's not of God, because we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jeremiah thirteen eleven again. The garment of praise. I changed some words a little bit the garment of praise is to lift up the trials and victories of your present and your past into the worship before almighty god so he had called israel and judah to cling to him like a loincloth for the praise and glory but they would not you know because they didn't do that he sent them into a prison that's a waiting message that i will preach someday here the mystery of babylon god's prison house people that do not walk in that are going to go back into captivity for 70 years as a type and shadow in the Old Testament. goes right into the controls of Babylon. Who is Babylon? It's the world. And that world will start intriguing you and interesting you, and you'll find yourself behind bars in it, and you can't get out from it because you would not trust God, because you wouldn't trust him to carry you to be your works. It is God that is your works. It is God that is your faith. It is God that is your love. He is the sole fountain of everything. He is the eternal life. He is the spring of life. He is the healer. He is everything. That's God. Jeremiah 31, 9 They shall come with weeping and with supplication will I lead them. And I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way wherein they shall not stumble. (laughs) How many of you have wept before God? You've cried, Oh God, Lord this is so hard. He said, that's what will happen. There's nothing wrong with that. Let me read that again now. You should should follow that. This This is a tremendous good verse. Hear it. They shall come with weeping. You will come with weeping and with supplication. The word supplication means strong crying. You will come and say, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. God I need you I need your help God I need you Oh Lord I fail I have, oh God I'm desperate God I'm desperate He says this about the people of God they shall come with weeping and with supplications will I lead them I will cause them to walk In that moment of God God I fail forgive me Lord I lean on you I surrender I give it all He calls that walking right next to a straight river. And until you're spiritual, you will not get it that way. The carnal man will certainly confirm in his heart at this point that God has turned himself to be his enemy. And he questions the very nature of God and his love because of the power Within the strength of a carnal man. Let me just read that again one more time. It's so sweet. They shall come with weeping and with strong crying, will I lead them? How many of you have been led? How was it done? Have you cried out to him? God, I need you to lead me. God, I can't walk. God, I'm not sure what you want me to do here. God, I just don't know. Lord, I don't know. He says, that's how he'll lead you. With strong crying. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of water in a straight way wherein they shall not stumble. Luke 1.37 For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I want to wrap it up here soon. With God, nothing shall be impossible. John 5, verse 19, all the way uh, to verse 30, but not reading every verse. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son of Man can do nothing. The Son of Man can do nothing. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.